This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, April the 12th. Today we celebrate the opening of our shops and we're asking everybody to come back and shop locally. Hernbay's Town Crier, they're marking the easing of lockdown, which sees non-essential shops able to reopen in Kent for the first time in months. Salons, some visitor attractions and libraries can also open their doors again, while outdoor eating and drinking is also allowed. Well, our reporters have been out and about across the county today. First, let's head to Canterbury, where there were queues outside the city's Primark store from pretty early this morning. We're just really excited to come, like get some cheap stuff to work and everything's just reopening, it's quite exciting, yeah. It's been a long time since we've been able to do shopping. I'm looking forward to coming here, Zara, like loads of just other places, just to look around and get out. Jeb Hughes is a market trader in Canterbury and says it's amazing to be back. Um, we've been in lockdown for nearly a year, but we started doing a delivery service, so it's been, it's been hard work doing that, but to come back to the high sheet today has been brilliant because seeing old faces seeing new people as well and people have ventured out today so it's great that the high street's busy but I, I generally think that this could be the start of a really really good year for us now so hopefully people come into town and hopefully people will spend their money now because I think there's a few quid about. <laughs> have you have been saving up haven't they? Yeah. What's the general kind of mood been like? Do people seem just happy to I, I think people are just generally pleased to get out. I, I think I think you know, the lockdown was too long for, 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 for a lot of people. So this is just nice, people just walking around, people just, as you can see, people just enjoying themselves. I mean, we've not been busy yet, but I mean, I think I'll get busy this afternoon and I hopefully, hopefully, we're here all week and then we won't have to be locked down ever again. That'd be hopefully the best week for us. Not too far away in Whitstable, Jasmine Scaife runs a vintage store. It's been hard, very hard for small businesses. Um, but yeah, we're really, really pleased to be back and the, high, the whole high street has been preparing for so long now just to be able to welcome our visitors back to Whitstable. And how much work has it taken to be prepared for this well, day? Well, I think because we shut so quickly in December, a lot of us have been clearing away our Christmas decorations and our Christmas stock, putting it away for next year because obviously not many of us got a chance to sell anything. But yeah, I've been cleaning and preparing and ordering new stock now since Boris made the announcements. And um, yeah, hopefully we're all prepared and got everything in place. You know, we hope that everybody will wear masks and respect the numbers allowed in each shop because obviously Whitstable is full of independence and great to shop local. Um, yeah, but we're all prepared. It's been a huge day for pub landlords across the county too. They've been closed so much over the past year. And those with beer gardens have been able to welcome back customers. John and Ricky popped into the Bell and Lion in Sheerness this morning. Uh, perfect time. It's my mate here, Ricky's birthday. We came past, the doors are unlocking, so we'd come in for a breakfast and a pint. Cheers. And Chris is the manager of the massive Royal Victoria Pavilion Weatherspoon in Ramsgate. Well, we've been closed since November the 4th because we were in Tier 3 and then obviously every, the whole country went into lockdown. It's, everyone's been on furlough and it's, uh, it was exciting to start with. But yeah, it's been a little bit boring and everyone's ranting and raving, ready to go back to work. So everybody excited about this? Everyone's I mean... happy to be back. Everyone wants to be back. Everyone wants to be able to see their friends that they've been missing out on at work, see the customers that they interact with on a daily basis so often. 
And of course, you've got a fantastic location here, haven't you? Yeah, it's something that I know the locals miss. Uh, people come from a long way just to, to be here because you've got the, the view of the sea, you've got the, the great outside area we have. Just at any day of the year, it's a great place to be. So really looking forward to welcoming people back today. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, really happy, really excited. Hairdressers and beauty salons have also been closed for months. I'm certainly in need of a haircut. Billy Fowler is the manager at Buzz Barbers in Tunbridge Wells. It's been a long time coming, really, to be honest with you. It's just nice to actually finally have, as well, the amount of people that we've got waiting for us, customer-wise. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I think we've had about eight months off this year, so to finally get back doing to what we actually love doing is, is nice, really. Yeah, so it's nice for you and your colleagues as well. It's the first time we've seen each other. Yeah, yeah, literally, I haven't seen anyone since December, I think. So it's just nice. It's like a, it's like a tight little family, to be honest with you. It's such a small little shop, but, yeah, it's just nice to have everyone back. And what sort of preparations have you done for today and what sort of COVID safety measures have you got in place? So we had to, well, I come in Saturday to give the shop complete deep clean um, with the boss and we, everyone has to wear masks, obviously everyone has to queue up outside the shop, keep the same separate line, keep the distance um, and yeah, just make sure that everyone who comes here, if they've got a temperature or anything, not to, not to bother coming anywhere near. Um, sort of a bit of common sense from the customers as much as the like, staff themselves really. And you've got quite a long queue going on here as well. How long yeah. do you reckon that'll take to get through? I, I think we will probably be all day queuing, so I don't imagine we'll stop today. But fingers crossed we don't anyway. Amanda Linen runs a salon in Raynham and has been chatting to us about looking forward to today. I think after the third lockdown, you're thinking, oh, could it happen again? But I don't know what, what it is this time around. I think it just, because it was the longest one, it just felt super like, you know, just a buzz really. I think all my all my clients were messaging me, all the staff, all my friends, everyone was like giving us the support. And yeah, we were just like, please, like say they're going to let us open. And when they did, yeah, it was just like a, a bit of a relief if anything else. More than, it was excitement, but I think a lot of it was just that instant, like, oh, thank God for that, you know, after all this time. It's like a little bit of hope that we needed really. So yeah, it's exciting. We've also caught up with Sunita and her customer, Louisa, at Angel's Locks in Sheerness. First haircut of the day. I've got a very busy day ahead of me. How many have you got? Um, probably about nine clients today. And is all slots booked up? Yeah, we had our last book, our last slot filled this morning with a gent's haircut. So yeah, we're fully booked. And what have people been saying? Just they're really excited to get their hair done. They're like, like you were desperate, weren't you? Yeah. Just like out of hand hair, but like unruly, unable to manage it. So yeah, we've been very missed. What's it like to be back in the hairdressers? Oh, it's like a godsend. I literally needed my hair done. Let's hear now from a couple of gyms who have been able to welcome back customers too. Ollie Wilmot is from Core, the gym in Maidstone. Um, so the last few months has obviously been uh, quite difficult, um, but fortunately we've had a lot of support from our members um, and without them, you know, we wouldn't be in the position we are now. It would be definitely a lot worse. Um, I think that a lot of us have been maybe struggling a little bit with, with the mental health side of things. So obviously we're very excited to be opening again. So that was something that I wanted to ask, actually, how much of an impact does, you know, getting active and fit and going to the gym, you know, what impact does that have on people's mental health? Yeah, it has a massive impact. So obviously exercising um, has a physiological impact on your well-being. So just simply exercising will have a physical, will make a physical change in your body that will make you feel better. But also for a lot of people, the gym is their social life. It's you know, it's their place to go to to release any frustrations they might have during the day. And if they don't have that, 
and you know they're stuck at home it's going to be very very hard for them uh, you know a lot of people the gym is their main hobby outside of their work life so um yeah the fact that we can open again is is going to be very important for those people and tom creed is a, a rather noisy snap fitness on sheppy so we opened at 8am uh, this morning our first member tracy she came in full of excitement as are all our members here this morning and what's it like to be back it's so excited uh, the thrill is beyond me and um, it's been a long few months since we closed back in december but we're so excited as are all the members to be back Finally, there's also been a return to trading for outside attractions like animal parks. Our colleagues from KMTV caught up with Paul Whitfield, who's the director at Wildwood Trust, Nick Canterbury. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, actually. Really excited. There's been a build, big build up to today just to be able to open those doors. And it's just fantastic being able to see people back in the park, watch the car park filling up. Yeah, it's brilliant. How many visitors are you, are you expecting today? Well, we've limited our numbers to make sure we can keep the social distancing to 1,400. Um, and we'll probably get around that today, yeah. That's mad, and I suppose that's very much needed um, considering the last few months. How has it been for the last few months? You know, how, is it, how much has income been depleted? Yeah, I mean, it's been really tough. I mean, we've just finished our previous financial year and our income dropped by about a million pounds. So... Yeah. And I, I suppose that's not going to be recovered overnight. You're going to need it. Do, do you think there's enough pent up demand to make that money back or is it going to be a, a slow process? I, I've got a feeling this year is going to be really busy. People are really appreciative of these sorts of spaces. They're safe outdoor spaces. They can reconnect with nature. I think we're going to be really busy, but yeah, it's going to take us a long time to get back what we've lost over the last 12 months. This is the second phase of the lifting of lockdown and also means self-contained holiday accommodation can reopen. So a breakaway in this country is now possible and the number of people able to go to a wedding increases from 6 to 15. The next phase of easing lockdown is due to come into force on May the 17th if cases remain low and the vaccine rollout is where the government wants it to be. However, there is a big reminder today not to break measures that are still in place to try and reduce the spread of coronavirus, like social distancing and meeting friends and family indoors. James Williams is the Director of Public Health in Medway. What we've just got to remember is that we have come so far. I don't believe that it, it is people not wanting to do the right thing. I think it's just people, you know, understanding that we are here now. There is this next stage of the roadmap on the on Monday the 12th of April where we can start to move to other things but there are still more stages to come before we get to June and in doing that then stay with the regulations maintain your own sense of self and, and why I say that is look after yourself get out be exercising you know sunshining today I've already been out for, for my bit of exercise and and, and I pounded the streets of of Medway, you know, I went for a, went for a run during 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 my free time. Not that I've got much, so it took me twenty minutes, and I was round in that circle. Um, but in terms of doing that, I need to do that in order to keep myself and my mental well being um, in 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 train. Um, we recognise that we've got loads of support services that are available. People can access those on our website. Um, we've reached out to people with our leisure facilities opening up. That gives people an additional opportunity to get back into the gym again safely. You've got to book, of course, and you can learn how to do that again through our website. So 
I'm not concerned about the Medway population doing the right thing because they've been doing that all the way through this pandemic. I want to give praise to them for doing that. I'm just minded that the prize is nearly there and we've just got to stay the course. Latest figures show coronavirus infection rates in Kent are still falling. That's the good news. 241 cases were recorded across the county in the week to last Tuesday. That's half the number for the previous seven days. Folkestone has the lowest infection rate in England at the moment. Dover is third lowest. Thanet and Swale are the highest in Kent, both slightly above the national average. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Some other top stories today and Prince Harry is said to be in quarantine after reportedly arriving back in the UK ahead of his grandfather's funeral on Saturday. The UK's parliaments are sitting today to pay tribute to Prince Philip, who died on Friday at the age of 99. Archbishop Justin Welby held a service at Canterbury Cathedral yesterday to honour the Duke of Edinburgh. He spoke of the grief the royal family are experiencing. For each person it is felt individually and reaches into the heart variously. We cannot ever know how others feel, nor do two people feel the same. It is simply lost. A man and woman who tortured and taunted a former Canterbury councillor and magistrate after he came out as gay have been jailed. Vince McMahon was said to have been left so traumatised by the brutal attack in 2018 he was afraid to leave his own home. He died in 2020 of unrelated causes. The 45-year-old man has been locked up for three years while the woman, who's 46, has been jailed for 27 months. She's also been given an extra three-year sentence for previous drug and shoplifting offences. Five suspected refugees have been found in a lorry near Rochester Airport. Police and paramedics were called to Laker Road on Saturday evening following the discovery. The people have been taken to the government's immigration enforcement facility in Dover. One pub in Ramsgate wasn't able to reopen today after a lorry crashed into it. At Kent Online, you can see the damage done to Honeysuckle Inn over the weekend when an HGV tried to get down the narrow lane. The building is now unstable and it's thought it could take up to two weeks to carry out repairs. One other thing that has been able to restart today is driving lessons. Now, if you already drive, it might not be something you've thought much about, but learners haven't been able to get behind the wheel for months. And it's meant that many instructors haven't earned any money either. Jason Wilson is from A-Class Driving School. I think there's 420,000 tests that have been postponed, or that's the number that's been published. Um, however, we believe it to be over 500,000 tests that have been missed. Um, so we're looking at approximately 18 months to two years to get on top of that. Um, so there's going to be the backlog there. But we've also got um, the birthing rate. So people that are turning 17 over the next two to five years, in, that's going up. Um, so we're going to have a higher demand there as well. Um, from our understanding, the ADI register um, which is the approved driving instructors, that's actually seen a drop, quite a substantial drop. However, we've had a lot of inquiries from people that have been made redundant, and we're currently recruiting at the moment um, both ADIs and PDIs, so potential driving instructors and those that are already qualified. Andrew is learning to drive in Kent. He was supposed to take his test in January, but it's now been put back until July. When I passed my theory, uh, the Kent Fire Rescue uh, Service was recruiting for whole-time firefighters. And I applied for the role and on the application form, uh, they obviously ask you, obviously, have you got a driving licence? And obviously we're in a pandemic at the time. So I put, I 
I did put a uh, no. And obviously, in my personal statement area, I've put obviously, I learned to drive, but obviously, due to the pandemic, it's obviously hard because I can't get lessons and I can't get a test and etc. And unfortunately, I didn't pass the uh, I didn't pass the tests uh, before the service, but other services are recruiting and I need my driver license to progress myself further. Tom Jones's concert in Kent this year has been rescheduled. The voice coach was originally going to be at the Hot Farm in Paddock Wood in July, but the gig will now happen in September instead. It'll be on Sunday the 19th, the day after Ollie Mers performs there. And a TV thriller partly filmed on the Isle of Sheppey starts tonight. Too Close, starring Emily Watson, will feature scenes shot at the Sheppey Crossing last November. It's on ITV over the next three nights. Kent Online Sports. Football and it was a goalless draw for Gillingham at the weekend. Let's hear from manager Steve Evans following their match against Shrewsbury at Priestfield. I think it was exactly two points left behind because football's about scoring goals, making chances and creating chances to score goals. And I think I think my recollection of the, of the game is they bossed it a little bit more than we did in the first half. They had three men in central midfield, so they kept it well. Um, we didn't play with any fluency, but... On saying that, they don't make a chance and we make two big, big chances. One to Conor Ogilvie, when he hits the post, we should score. And one to Vidian Oliver, who should score. Um, so we, we go in at half-time, we identified where they were strong. We changed the system, we changed the personnel a little bit. And there, there is no doubt it worked. We suddenly bossed the game and they had to play more on their counter-attack rather than have any good position. And then again, we, we make a huge, huge chance to, to win it. Uh, Dominic does great, sets Vidane up and you you put your last pound on and uh, Vidane Oliver to score from there and he puts it just wide. Um, but I think what was missing in their performance today was was some real quality and, you know, how many real good crosses do we put into the box and, and such of our strikers? Not enough, not anywhere near enough. The result leaves the Jills in 10th place in the League One table, four points off the playoffs. Also, to let you know that Gillingham's game against Oxford United on Saturday will now kick off at 5.30 to avoid clashing with the funeral of Prince Philip, which takes place in Windsor at 3pm. Staying with football and Gillingham's women are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. They beat Cheltenham Town 2-1 away from home yesterday and face Arsenal women in the next round this coming Sunday. Cricket and Kent's first county championship match of the season ended in a draw after snow would you believe stopped play on the final day in Northampton they were unable to complete their second innings yesterday and come away with 14 points they host Yorkshire at the Spitfire ground in Canterbury from Thursday it's also been confirmed that all of Kent's home one day cup matches this season will be played at Beckenham the club says it's easier to stick to one venue because of coronavirus safety rules their county championship game against Sussex from the 11th to the 14th of July will now take place at the Spitfire ground in Canterbury instead. That means an evening with Michael Bublé has been moved to Sunday, the 24th of July. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.